Hi gorgeous, welcome to Fitness and Mimosas, a podcast of girlfriends from around the world who lift up each other, celebrate each other, and embrace our own definition of beautiful. So let's go ahead and put down our kettlebells, slide into a pair of sexy slitters, and have a great time. Welcome to the party! <laughs> Hi beautifuls, today we're welcoming Hello. the gorgeous Manisha to the Fitness and Mimosas table. Welcome beautiful Manisha! Hello, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So <laughs> ladies, Manisha has an amazing story of going from working with special needs children as occupational therapist to after an injury and a lot of other things sort of segue in between it. After injury, realizing the connection between the emotional patterns of you know past history and past hurts and feminine, how they can show up as our body as illness. So, Manisha, would you mind sharing a little bit about your journey and about what femininity means to you? Uh, sure, I would love to. Um, yeah, so I, I would suspect that many listening probably have a very um, just long journey. My journey feels really long, but at the same time, it feels like I'm I'm just settling into like what I'm meant to do. So I started out as you mentioned, as an occupational therapist, I just, as a kid, I just always wanted to do something that was helpful to people. So sort of landed in the service field and I really enjoyed it. And I worked with kids immediately and um, I kind of morphed from working directly one-on-one -on -one with people to then doing sort of more programmatic work. And all of it felt, you know, really good. It felt like I was doing, you know, positive, good work in the world, but there just felt like, there was like a missing link where it wasn't necessarily connecting into the deepest part of who I was. So simultaneously to my, to my like work life, I was practicing a lot of yoga and meditation. And then I took a yoga teacher training and sort of went down that path. And a lot of that was initially more for myself, you know, just to deepen my own practice and my own connection and, you know, as I continued on my own path, I realized, well, I could help other people doing this, too. So I sort of added teaching yoga to my work, teaching meditation classes. Um, and then as an occupational therapist, working with these kids uh, who had a lot of uh, different challenges around um, sensory issues, I was working with a lot of kids with autism. And yeah. that got me really curious about like what what can I do to really dive a little bit deeper under the surface to to work with them? And that's when I actually started studying something called craniosacral therapy. I don't know if you're familiar what with is, it. What is craniosacral yeah. therapy? I, I am a so, little bit so I'd love to hear more. Sure. Yeah, it's an it's actually an osteopathic technique that works with their body's structure, but also with body's energy to help bring realignment into our system. So it can help with a lot of different things. For some people, it can focus on like pain and injury, you know, for other people, um, inflammation, for other people, um, uh, emotional issues. And that's sort of where I got to pretty quickly. I mean, I initially started because I was already a therapist. I sort of thought, oh, okay, look, I can help people with their pain. And but that quickly morphed into recognizing that a lot of physical pain had an underlying emotional root. And so as I got into that, that just became, that sort of opened up quite a bit to noticing and realizing like how this kind of work of being with somebody's body and helping them really tune in could help them access um, different traumas that they've actually mm -hmm. been through. So 
um, that's kind of where my my work really morphed. So, um, and I do that. I was doing that through yoga and through body work, like really helping people drop in and connect. And as as physical sensations came up, we would sort of through some dialogue and and through some getting really quiet and tuning in, we would sort of start to understand like what the connection was between that that was showing up and some emotional pain or, or past trauma might have been holding in their bodies that they didn't realize. So that is sort of the the foundation of the next level of work that I'm um I've been entering into is like taking all of that information and then working with people, whether I'm with them in person or or not, but um helping them develop that connection inwards. And so that they can really tune in to work with their own, with their own bodies and find that grounding. Because I find that in our culture, there's so much focus on the external and on the outside. And yeah, there's just a not, I mean, as we know, there's so much going on out there. It's easy to just draw our attention there. Um, and you know, we say like, oh, we don't have time to to do these practices that turn us inside, and maybe they feel like a waste of time or we don't really see the benefit and we feel like our efforts or energy can be better used on the outside. But I find that when we do take some of that time to go inwards, we can actually make like an internal shift that allows us to live our external lives in a very different way. So I am really, you know, passionate about that, um, about taking that time and really um, finding the tools, you know, the tools will be different for everybody as an entry yeah. point, but I love, you know, working with people to, to see if, you know, what I have to offer matches what they need. What do you say to the person? So I like, I love the whole idea behind this, but what do you say to the person that's scared to, like, they're scared that once they reach that emotional trauma, like, like there's a secret marbles inside of us, right? And that reaching it, it's sort of like spilling the marbles and they're not sure they can handle it. So what do you say to the person that's been, like they have a feeling they have stuff in the past, um, whether sexual abuse or whatever it may be, but they're scared to turn inward and find it because they're scared that once they tap into their emotions, they won't know what to do with it. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And it's really um, common for for that to be the case. And I mean, that's when... um, so I mean that's when you you do absolutely need support. This some of this work, and depending on what your own history is, is not work that you can necessarily do on your own initially. It's work that you really need some support around. And I think I would, you know, you know, even with that, of course, there's going to be fear for people to drop in. And I um I would encourage them to just sort of take a moment to to look at their life as it is in the moment and like how they're living it and how what their relationships are like and you know how connected they feel and then imagine you know what what could it be like and you know what's the possibility for it to be different and you know people work with like fears in in different ways so there's no one way to do it but sometimes i think when we tap into what the possibility is for shift and for change then that can sort of you know, be our companion along, along our journey and um, kind of give us the courage to just do like a little bit more. And I would say go slow, you know, there's no like 
right speed for any of this. Like you can take your own time. Yeah. And there's no rush. And so, you know, I, I would also encourage people not to feel like, you know, rushed by the external again. You know, if somebody's saying something to them, they feel pressure to do it. It's like it really needs to come from this internal desire to to want to shift. So yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, on your website, there's a mention about reaching emotional freedom through tolerating discomfort. What did you mean by that? What, like, what does that mean? Um, so I find that, you know, we, yeah, we, when we, when we look at the word freedom, there's so many different things that, that can come to us. And again, I feel that a lot of that can be external and, and a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is like, what you know, are we free to make certain choices? Are we free to be a certain way and do certain things? Um, but I, but what's interesting is that I work with a lot of um, women who on the outside have those freedoms, you know, they, they really have all the freedoms that, you know, it, again, in this day and age with everything that's going on, like we're noticing like all of the barriers to, to certain freedoms, but, um, you know, technically speaking, you know, like I work with women in the Western world, they have a lot of freedoms and, but what they are bound by are sort of these emotional um, patterns or obligations or um, past traumas that they might not have been able to access. And so, excuse me, that actually is what binds them down and sort of um, keeps their spirit contained. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as we tap into, you know, some of that and very slowly kind of explore it and, and unravel it, like as they're ready, they they start to really feel what that has been doing to them. Because I, I don't even think that it's, that we necessarily know all the ways that that's happening for us. You know, that's all the true. decisions that we make that are so... Um, unconsciously based on like how how is this going to affect the person the people around me like we make a lot I think as women many women make a lot of decisions based on making sure that everyone around them is like still okay and happy but that doesn't necessarily (laughs) mean that they are okay and happy so yeah so and it's very uncomfortable and so the tolerating discomfort part it's very uncomfortable you know to say no to people or to say I'm not going to be here for you because I actually need to be here for me. Like those are not, you know, especially if that's not what you're used to doing, all of these issues can come up or feelings of like, I'm being selfish and that's right. And that's not how it was raised. And, you know, I should always be there for other people. And, you know, there's a balance, you know, this isn't about like cutting everyone off and just doing what you want for yourself, but it's about, well, how can I honor, you know, these relationships in my life, but also really like honor my own soul and my, mm-hmm. my soul's path. Oh, I love that. And I think like, and it's, if that's such a beautiful sentence, like how can I honor my relationships in my life, but also honor my own soul? Like, you know, like we're part of the equation. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, tapping into your own soul in that way is really what, allows you to offer your own gifts into the world. So in a way, you're sort of denying that from coming out into the world when you don't give yourself that space and time to explore. You know, because other people will benefit from it. Yeah, that's true. 
what does, when it comes to femininity, what does femininity mean to you? And what does awakening your feminine superpowers mean? Yeah, um, I think with femininity, it's, it's morphed for me over the years, but for right, for at this moment in time, it feels like this willingness to sort of soften myself on the inside and to um, really feel my emotions um, and to honor the emotions that are moving through me and in the places that feel safe to, to, to sort of release my guarding and allow beautiful things to come in, you know, like support and, and um, friendships and relationships and, and ways that I can connect with people. So there's, um, I think there's sort of a protectiveness that we walk around with. And I actually think that's wise, you know, to, to some degree because of everything that we do experience in the world and different kinds of traumas that we experience. So it's kind of finding that balance between making sure that you feel safe um, and then even excuse me, seeking out the places where you might feel safe so that you can have that experience of really softening on the inside so that your your body can start to work in both worlds, you know, like you can know when you need to put on those protective shields because you're going into certain environments that not will allow that to, to completely harden you throughout, if that makes sense. No, it does. Like, would you say, yeah. is, it, is it possible to still be somewhat soft in the inside? If you're in, like, a, if you're in a situation that requires you to be hardened from time to time, you can't get out at that moment? Or is it that you need to get through that period of time, whether it's getting the kids off to college or whether it's getting a bad relationship mm. or whatever it may mm -hmm. be? Do you have to wait for that to pass before you can be softened? Or is there a way to tap into it while you're still there? I think there, there is a way to tap into it. I mean, and everyone's situation is different because, of course, there's going to be varying degrees of, like, severity that are going on where, you know, where if it is pretty severe, then you might be like, you know what, I can't, I don't feel safe to do this. And, like, I completely honor and respect that. Um, but I would, I would probably look at different situations and sort of inquire, you know, if it's a period of time where it's, like, extremely extremely busy then I feel like okay well what are some moments that we can take you know to to step back a little bit and drop in can we create a little bit of space you know if you're in a situation where you're dealing with um, some significant like relationship issue or abuse issue like that might not be you know that that could not be safe necessarily for you to do that so I think it's it varies on what's going on um, but I you know I would I guess if someone's listening to this and they are moving through a situation where they're like, I just don't, I don't, I have no idea. Like I have no space for this. You know, can it be like five minutes in the bathroom? You know, can it be like, can it be like that where you can really breathe and like breathe into your, to your belly and just sort of be with yourself and notice what arises. And a lot of times that can feel really scary as, for the question you asked earlier, you know, it's like when we get quiet, we really have to feel what's happening inside of us. And I find that is a very common question. And I, I really honor that question because we, we don't really have that space 
that's built into our culture and our society. It's not even really encouraged. Like the opposite yeah. is encouraged. So to do that, I think requires like a sense of sort of discipline and bravery and, and courage to even pause to do that. So um, yeah, I think every every situation is a little bit different, but I would just encourage people to um, just pr- play around with it. You know, even if it's like one or two minutes, you're in the bathroom by yourself. Like, can you? just breathe with yourself and and give yourself a moment to acknowledge like what you're feeling whether it's sadness or anger or you know a lot of times we don't let ourselves feel feelings because yeah. once we open those feelings up we can feel like well I'm just going to go down a well here I don't really I don't really know what's going to happen if I open it so it's just safer to keep it closed well it's a really common thing that I've heard you know from many clients and people I've worked with so I love that. What are some things that you've noticed about yourself since being softer? Like, what are some feminine superpowers that you've seen come through? Um, I've actually been able to um, kind of feel the support that I actually have around me mm-hmm. in a different way. And and I realized that I didn't answer your other question about awakening your feminine superpowers, but I think that it's a pretty similar like lends itself to really being able to feel like really being able to tap into like our feelings I do think that our feelings are this gateway to so much more information within us and so when we allow ourselves to go there it's just like a whole different world opens for us Um, and I I do I have noticed that as I've gotten like softer in certain ways um from the inside that I've been able to notice like oh my gosh I actually have more support than I thought I did I think I felt a lot of the times that I was sort of running this one woman show and I I am very independent but I think we can get lost in our independence sometimes and sort of just feel like we're going through life on our own and and it's not the case like it's um, you know, whether it's like physical people in your life or whether you have spiritual practice and you're connected to the divine in some way, you know, there are ways to tap into things that are bigger than us and outside of our realms and allow and softening and, and tapping into my femininity has allowed me to feel that in, in a much more palpable way than I was able to before, which is huge because it lets you take risks and do things that you you know maybe wouldn't typically do yeah because i think especially when you have your business and business and as an entrepreneur it's a lot of masculine energy which is not necessarily a bad thing you know right but it's Mm -hmm. so like go 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 by yourself but as women we can uplift each other as a community right yeah like (laughs) doesn't have to be like that it doesn't have to be like that yeah. And I've, um, you know, in, in the course of my work, I've collaborated with different women to do to to do workshops and to do different things. And um, and there's a part of me that loves doing my own thing because I can sort of be creative in my own way. And but then when I partner with people and go back and forth like that, it feels so great, too, because I can just sense that it's, you know, what I can offer is like bigger than what I could do by myself. And that's such a great feeling. And for something to be held by more than one person feels really great. I love that. So how do you learn to trust your intuition? And how do you learn to hear it again if you feel like you can't trust it, you know, or feel like it doesn't speak to you? 
Yeah, this is such a great question. This is what I shared a little bit in this, the mini course that I offered. It's, um, you know, I think it takes a lot of, I think it can take just practice and time and also uh, testing, which doesn't sound like a very feminine thing, but, you know, we have to sort of tune in, get, get some sort of like insight or feel a certain thing. And we're like, okay, like, I think this might be it. Let me go down the path a little bit and see. And then you, you know, you're sort of listening and, and feeling and kind of feeling it up, like as you go down and, and then, you know, if you continue to get confirmation, you're like, okay, this is the right thing. If stuff starts to come up, you know, I think it's about inquiring as well. Like when stuff starts to come up, it's like, okay, is this like some fear that's coming up or is this like a legitimate thing that's really like a sign of like, this isn't really the right path. So I, I think it takes a willingness to to pause along the way, to not rush, you know, and to listen along the way of as you make the choices based on your intuition and be willing to kind of turn it around you know if it's like you start to notice like oh this isn't really going the way I want because I think sometimes we make a decision or we want something so badly and we like want it to work out we're like this is what I'm going to do and you know we we just sort of go there and you know when things are starting to be like this isn't really the right choice or this isn't really you know you enter into a relationship and you're like this is so great and then you start to see these signs and it's like part of your mind just like doesn't want to see those signs so you're like no it'll be fine you know we like tell stories sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, know we keep going and we're just like wow I really knew you know I think that's the big thing it's like it's so often that's any you know that that was just one example but that happens and we're like you know I really knew from the beginning but like I didn't do anything because I just wanted to make it work or I didn't want to disappoint someone or I didn't want to say no and that is such a common thing I think for women I mean and maybe you know I work a lot more with women so I I don't want to discount that men might feel the same way but yeah that's something that I noticed you know it's like oh I knew I shouldn't have done that I did it anyway and it's like if you find yourself saying that a lot like you're already tapping into your intuition you're just not listening to it that's such a good point oh that's a good point well Manisha thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and oh this is just this has just been delightful so where can we find out more about you and your programs and your offerings yeah, so I my website is called fallingleafwellness.net. So it is a it's in the process of morphing a little bit. I mean, all my contact information is there. So if people are curious, they're definitely welcome to email me or contact me directly from there. Um, I just made a cross country move, <laughs> as we were talking about earlier. So some Hi. of the ways in which yeah, <laughs> uh, to be closer to nature and closer to that feminine energy. So it's um, so timely that we had this conversation. So the um, the work I'm going to be doing is morphing just a bit, but people will certainly get a sense of, of uh, the kind of work I offer or, you know, the, the way I am through that. I'm also on Instagram at, at Manisha Tari. And I post uh, pretty regularly there and I I will post around um, emotional issues and clarity and different practices that we can tune into our intuition. So those are probably the two two best ways to try to get to know me. And I welcome, you know, messages or if you're curious. 
I also have um, a Facebook group, actually, that's a free community, and it's called Awaken to Your Soul, and it's support for empaths and sensitives um, who are on a healing journey. So that's, it's an, you know, it's a closed group, but it's, you know, open to the, to the public. So you can, if you're curious, um, that is on my Instagram profile. Like if you click on that, and I can send that to you separately as well. If you, okay, if you great. Like. But yeah, people are welcome to, to join that and perfect. Yeah. And be in the community yes. in that way. So I really yeah. welcome that. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Excited. So if there was one thing that you could tell all the women in the world, right? Like your last pink diamond, what would you want them to know? I would love for them to know that um, they have huge power inside of them and that their bodies are really a portal to their inner knowing. Mm. And so if they are willing and, you know, ask for the support and receive the support of really dropping in, in a way where they can feel more embodied, they will receive their own answers because we are that powerful. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I love that. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on and thanks for sharing your soul with us, especially with everything that's going on. You took the time to meet. So that's a lot about you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really does. And ladies, thanks for joining the gorgeous um, Nisa and I at the Fitness Mimosa table. Um, I'll have all the links located on the show notes. So if you want to join her community, which just fabulous, let's send her good vibes. So <laughs> many good good vibes on your on your move. Thank and we're you. excited for everything that's coming your way. So yeah. So beautifuls, here's to making life beautiful and here's to being your own definition of beautiful. I love you all a lot and I'll see you next week. Hi, gorgeous. If any part of this podcast made you go, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes, <laughs> please rate this podcast and leave a review below. This is a sisterhood and the more we support each other, the more we get to stand together. To test out more booty building workouts, get your free six-day booty transformation guide at bombshellbuttlift.com and in the words of Coco Chanel you can be gorgeous at 30 charming at 40 and irresistible for the rest of your life love you have a beautiful day